freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round one recap episode for the Waste Management Phoenix Open. And joining me to break it all down, it's Kyle Porter. KP, what up? Not much. Uh, an eventful day, maybe not in the direction that we thought it would go. I'm curious, what, what's your what's your story of the day for day one? We're kind of wrapping things up. There's been a lot going on. What like what to you sticks out as the story of the day? I actually think that uh, TPC Scottsdale is a better course than people give it credit for. I think this tournament is known for the raucous, the fans, the environment. Uh, this is a course that you can see really low scores like a 63. You can see some pretty high scores. You can get into trouble. I just watched Justin Thomas take a seven on essentially, uh, for him, a, a, a very much drivable par four. I mean, I think this is a better designed course than we think it is. I like that. That's interesting because I, yeah, I don't know if it's, you know, I, I kind of wade into the architectural waters every once in a while. I don't know if architecture people like it or don't like it, but you do see, it seems like you see some like, okay. So the 16th gets all the buzz and whatever. I think the 17th is fascinating. I think, Mm -hmm. uh, what's the other, did, was it 15 that JT hit it in the water on also part five? Yeah. I think it's 15. Yes. Yeah, I think that one's pretty interesting or can be. And so, I mean, seven, I could watch 17 all day. I think it's super, super interesting. And the tee shot on 18 is intriguing. So, yeah, I, I agree with that. Although I don't know if that is a, uh, who knows, architecture people might be yelling at us. For me, it's Steve Stricker shooting yeah. a 65 on day one. He beat uh, pretty much everybody in this field who's going to be on his uh, Ryder Cup team <laughs> later in the fall. And pretty much everybody... Uh, in the field that's going to be going against him on the European team. So pretty, uh, I don't know what his last good finish was on the PGA tour, but uh, that, that to me was story of the day on, on round one. Yeah, I like that too. Now, as as we chat right now, there are two atop the leaderboard. Producer Jacob aptly pointing out that KH Lee could ruin this recap for us if he goes <laughs> ham over the course of his next couple holes. And I and I say there's only uh, two leaders here. So as of right now, KP, we've got two in the clubhouse at eight under par, two rounds of 63. We'll start with Matthew Neesmith uh, out of South Carolina. This is a guy who has made a, a couple of Uh, Had a couple of decent finishes here in the 2021 season. He had a top 10 at Shriners. He had a top 20 at Sanderson Farms. Those were back-to-back weeks. And then he ended his calendar year with a a 15th place finish at the RSM. And then missed the first couple cuts. uh, Made the cut last week at the Farmers. And he was dialed in on Thursday and 8 under 63. Yeah, you know, him and Hubbard both hit hit the hell out of the ball. I mean, they were, I think, one and two from tee to green. And I mean, golf is idiotic, right? Because we're talking on Tuesday, you and I and the rest of our crew about, okay, this this field feels top heavy, right? You've got like these top five guys. It feels like they're all going to just, you know, be lights out this week. They're all playing pretty well. And then Mark Hubbard and, and Matthew Neesmith go out and shoot a combined 16 under with no bogeys and are one and two from T to green. And you're just like, okay. I mean, these guys, they've played in 154 events combined in their career, 156, something like that. They have five combined top tens. I think Neesmith has two and, and Hubbard has three. And it, it's just, I think it's crazy, but I also think it shows kind of the, 
the depth that we just never really talk about on the PGA Tour. Here, here's how idiotic golf is. Uh, Mark Hubbard, who's leading this golf tournament, the last <laughs> time we saw him was doing the yeah. snail putting grip at the American Express with his little pinky at the bottom <laughs> of his of his putter shaft in route to a missed cut, gets rewarded by the golf gods in his very next round with a 63 to lead this golf tournament. That our, is our, golf. It is. Our ether, I mean, look at this board. I mean, think about the guys <laughs> that we had we had coming in. You know, the Rory, JT, John Rom crew. I mean, you've got KH Lee, James Hahn, Tom. I mean, this is, this is, it's so dumb, but it's so fun. Also, are either, are any of these guys specifically at the top, Neesmith or Hubbard, are they beloved in like the DFS fantasy world at all? Yeah, actually kind of both of them. Hubbard definitely is. Um, you know, the the things that make people unique, like the putting stances, that always gets people interested. And he's gotten hot at times. But Neesmith recently has caught a lot of steam because he's a big strokes gained approach guy. So that's yeah. like when, when you pump in all the models and you forget about putting because we say that's super volatile, like Neesmith seems to pop up quite a bit. Well, Neesmith's interesting because you you see, and you know, these aren't guys that we know a ton about, but you see his photo and you're like, oh, he looks like he's been on tour for like 15 years. He's like 27. Yeah. Him and Jordan Spieth are the same age. And he's only played in, I think, like 38 or 39 events in his PGA Tour career. So um, don't be fooled, I guess, by the appearance or the, you know, um, yeah, just like his profile or whatever. He's a, he's a I think he's a I think he's kind of underrated, I guess is what I'm trying to say. The biggest name lurking is certainly the X-Man, Xander Shoffley, a five under round of 66. I mean, he had it rolling. So he goes out on 10. Uh, I mean, he gets to his second nine. He makes bogey on six. So he played his last five holes, one over, which shows you how good the rest of that round was. And, and this kind of goes back KP to something we talked about last week where I, I was just like what I saw from him to break through at a place that he has had so much trouble at at Torrey Pines, finish T2 after starting slow there, grinds his way into a runner-up finish. Like it is now full steam ahead for this guy. And I, I can't believe he hasn't won since I think it's, 2019 i want to say it's like set, set tournament of champions or so it's been a long time since he's won and i can't imagine uh we go that much longer i think that's right i mean both of those things are right i think it's tournament of champions and i can't he did win the uh the shadow leaderboard at the true championship true. Last year. official the owgr says he won <laughs> but i can't give him that one um yeah you know the thing that sticks out to me about him about uh even Rom, even though he bogeyed the last to shoot 68, um, it just is like, it seems so easy. You know, some guys you watch and it, it seems laborious. I mean, Spieth, we talk about all the time. It feels like it's just tiring. And with Xander, it's not. It's just, and I, and I, think, I think part of it is because he's so good across the board at every discipline. He's so good off the tee, so good on approach shots, uh, and, and so good around the greens that it just is, uh, it seems simple, uh, even though clearly it's uh, a very not simple game. 
Yeah, so as of right now, he is uh, fourth in strokes gained off the tee. He is fourth in strokes gained putting. Uh, those two things alone will take you quite a long way through through 18 holes. Uh, a couple other big names here. You know, you mentioned John Rahm, who closed out on 18 with a bogey. Uh, it felt like he left a lot out there. I'm not sure how much of, of his round that you saw, but this this... I feel like there's one direction for John Rom to go, and it's towards the top of the leaderboard. I completely agree. I watched, uh, I saw off and on, and every time I saw him, it's like, is he even playing well? He just seems kind of, it seemed very like much in neutral. And then you look up and he's four under, and you're like, well, what? I mean, and that's sort of what I'm saying about Xander, too. You, you don't, it's, it just doesn't feel super flashy, you know, and maybe, maybe that's a function of the course. I, I don't know. I don't know what, the, maybe it's a function of just not having fans out there, but I, I totally agree with you about Rom. What, what did Rom finish in terms of uh, his strokes gain numbers? So I have him at, uh, so he gained two from T to green. He gained, he was a small gainer in every single category and he gained a shot and a half on approach. So, so that's very just, well that's just, yeah, that's just prime for, you know, just going right. going crazy over the next three rounds. If you yeah. had to pick one of those guys, Rom or Xander, starting like right now, it would be Rom. Yeah, yeah, that's Rom. Cool. I mean, Rom. Rom was better tee to green, and Gan- Xander gained nearly two and a half strokes more putting. So I think they I both, have to. They say both have been. They both have been awesome on this course, though. Over the over the like throughout their career, Xander is a four to one live odds, and Rom is. Uh, is seven to one. How about our boy Sammy Burns, eleven to one? I uh, tell you what, I'm I'm going to wait for the round to be over. But I wanted to pull his strokes gains by round in the now I guess like seven rounds that he's played, and you're going to have five of them where he's probably gained I don't know like three or four strokes on the field, and you're going to have yeah. two where he's like lost like five or seven, and it's well, going to be just these two these two extremes. But I love it. I think I think what's weird if if people have been paying attention, and I'm sure that you know, the DFS world has been, he's been from T to green over the last three months. It's mm-hmm. like him and JT and Rory are like your three guys, which is crazy. Uh, but on Thursday, I think he finished first in putting. And, you know, for somebody like him, that can just be when, when you're hitting it so well and you're not putting, you're not putting, you're not putting. And all of a sudden you have a good putting round. I just feel like that can be such a, uh, a, a jump start. So I'm, I'm really interested to see, especially how he rebounds after playing so poorly in the final round last week at, at Torrey. Yeah, that's that's what I'm keeping an eye on. Kenny, Kenny put four rounds together. We're going to talk about those live odds here in a second. But remember, the biggest sporting spectacle of the year is nearly upon us. We know everyone loves making their picks, no matter if you're a diehard fan or just tuning in for the big game. So we think you'll love this opportunity. Enter the CBS Sports football props game for your chance to compete for the $1 million jackpot. That's right, $1 million if you correctly answer all of the questions and a guaranteed $50,000 to the winner. And you you can win all that money without risking anything. Football prop, props is free to play. Just visit cbssports.com slash props or download the CBS Sports app to enter. KP, you're absolutely right. Odds makers are giving the nod to Xander Shoffley. He's four to one to win this golf tournament. John Rahm right behind at seven to one. Sam Burns, the aforementioned Sam Burns, 11 to one. Scotty Scheffler at 18. And then you start getting down into like, here's what I think is interesting. Matthew Neesmith, Mark Hubbard, who are currently in the lead of this event, are both 20 to 1. Same odds as Justin Thomas, who finished his rounds, I think, at one under. Is that what he came in at? Uh, 
Let me see this. Let me make sure. I think yeah, that's one right. under seven shots back. So uh, that is either a lot of disrespect for Neesmith and Hubbard or a lot of respect for Justin Thomas. I think it's both. You know, I, I love the guys that are thanks for pulling that up, uh, producer Jacob. I love the guys that are just because we saw this at um at PJ West with uh with Patrick Cantley, where you make the cut on the number and you can just go insane and to me, I don't, I don't want a guy that makes a cut on the number, but I do want a Matthew Wolf who over the course of 36 holes, I mean, he can make 15 birdies, 17. I mean, he can just go, he can just completely catch fire. And so I love the guys that are, especially after the first round. I mean, well, uh, Webb, they were talking about on the broadcast. I was going to say, I think he was 10 back after the first round, wasn't he? Yeah. So I, I just feel like at a place like this, you you find your groove in the second round and it, it can just it can get kind of silly. So I, I love the burger at 33, the wolf at 33, uh the Rory at 22, even. Uh that's kind of the range that I like out of out of this board. When's the last time did we get a Jordan Spieth sighting on the first page of the odds board after I 18 holes? He's 50 to one, but he's well, on it, not, KP. Let's not jinx this. Let's not. I, I was going to try not to talk about it. The only time I've ever not talked about it. Uh, <laughs> he's still playing as we're talking. I don't know. I think he's on like the 15th or something. And he just um, he, he yanked it in the water on 15. So. Oh, great. That's, still, might make, uh, still might make par. He's got a five-footer for par on 15. Okay. Uh, real quick, we'll get you out of here. Uh, speaking of Webb Simpson, he has work to do if he wants to make the cut and try to defend this title. He is probably going to be, when all is said and done here, again, barring KH Lee going nuts, 10 shots back after the opening round. Did not play well almost in any facet. Took a couple of penalties. It was a very un-Webb-like Thursday. He's got work to do if we want to see him on the weekend. Yeah, him and uh, another, I mean, the, the three guys that we think about when we think about this course, Webb, Hideki, and Fowler all were, I mean, Fowler was terrible. He was my one and done. And Hideki, <laughs> I think Hideki was around even par or maybe one over, one under, something like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they they all, all three. Uh, well, how did Bubba play, by the way? Uh, he was a couple under, I believe, and I finished at even par. So he shot a 71. Okay, so uh, you know you're definitely still alive for round two. I'm alive. I'm alive. We'll yeah. see how it goes. But yeah, those. I mean, all those guys have work to do in the second round. Well, they better get after it. Uh, I like. I like Webb going out early on on Friday. Go out there, shoot me a number. Uh, all right. Spieth made okay. par on on 15. By the way, there you go. So maybe he gets one more coming in at like 17, and then he'll be what four under. Don't don't look at his <laughs> driving stats. Oh, oh, trust they're me. Not <laughs> I can guess, right? I've seen him play for the last two years. I can guess they're, they are. They're, they're not good. <laughs> uh, that's Kyle Porter. You can follow him on Twitter at Kyle Porter CBS. You can follow me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut, and we'll catch you next time.